Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Tuesday, July the 13th. Our reading this morning is a continuation of the, uh, shall we say, the plight of Moses. It comes by way of the book of Numbers, chapter 12, verses 1 through 13. Numbers 12, 1 through 13. We saw yesterday that Moses was having, uh, shall we say, a bad hair day uh, in dealing with the uh, grumbling and uh, discontented uh, Israelites who were complaining that all they had to eat was the manna that had been supplied to them. And they were uh, perfectly content to want to go back into bondage where at least their stomachs were full and they had some degree of security. And Moses had pretty much reached the end of his rope with them. We saw that yesterday. Well, today, if it's possible, it may cut even a little deeper with uh, poor Moses. Um, You know, we we know how to deal, perhaps, with the uh, difficult people without. The difficulty is when those in our inner circle... um, turn on us. That's, uh, that's, that's more painful because it, uh, it touches at the very heart of trust, fidelity, allegiance, and gratitude in many instances. And that's a pain that, uh, and a suffering really, it's beyond pain, it's a suffering that uh, many people know, especially within families or among very close friends or associates. Well, such is the case with Moses this morning. Um, Two of his closest uh, friends, allies, confidants, or Miriam and Aaron, Uh, they're married, and uh, Aaron is a very close advisor and um, in many instances, right-hand person uh, of Moses. And um, Miriam and Aaron decide to join the uh, complaint department. They complain. They says they said, "Is it through Moses alone that the Lord speaks? Does He not speak through us also?" There's there's the jealousy. Why 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 exclusively to Moses and not to us? Aren't we just as good as he is? I mean, after all, we're the one who helped hole up his arm with the Red Sea. Uh, We're the ones who have been uh, trotting through this desert with him. Whenever he needs something done, he turns to Aaron, and Miriam is right there with him. Behind every great man is a great woman, even back then. And... um, why do, doesn't he speak through us also? And the Lord hears this complaint, this 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 complaint of jealousy. Uh, why aren't we getting the equal share, equal praise, and access to God as uh, Moses? And uh, Moses, the writer tells us. Moses himself was by far the meekest man on the face of the earth. And 
when the Lord uh, hears this, uh, he becomes very angry, as one might expect, because it's ultimately a complaint against God, not so much against Moses. Moses receives it. He's not going to refuse it. But the giver, God, there's the real culprit. And so the Lord, um, the Lord uh, says, look, I want to see the three of you, Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Uh, come on out, and it's time for us to have uh, a talk. And so they come out of the meeting tent. Then the Lord comes down in a column of cloud, and standing at the entrance of the tent, he calls Aaron and uh, Miriam. And when they both came forward, uh, now listen to the word of the Lord. This is, this is the Lord speaking. Should there be a prophet among you in visions, will I reveal myself to him? In dreams, will I speak to him? Not so with my servant Moses. Moses is different. Moses was the one who was drawn from the water. Yes, he's special. Yes, he's unique. And therefore, he has that special access. It's not a cause of jealousy. The Lord is saying, I also in dreams and visions prophesy. Through you, Aaron, Miriam, and others, it's just you don't have this kind of access. Throughout my house, he bears my trust. Face to face, I speak to him, speaking of Moses, plainly and not in riddles. The presence of the Lord he beholds. Why then did you not fear to speak against my servant Moses? God becomes the questioner. You know, uh, why did you not fear to speak against him? You knew his role. You knew his vocation, his call. And yet there you are complaining and criticizing, ultimately me. So angry was the Lord against them that when he departed and the cloud withdrew from the tent, there was Mariam, a snow-white leper. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty severe, leprosy. Ritually unclean, physically unclean, and uh, contagious. We know how leprosy and the leper was treated in biblical times. They were banished uh, spiritually. They were unclean ritually. But also, of course, it was looked upon as uh, something that you could catch. It was contagious. We didn't have Dr. Fauci running around with his mask at the time. When Aaron turned and saw her, a leper, he exclaims, Oh, my Lord. He said to Moses, Please do not charge us with the sin that we have foolishly committed. Let her not thus be like the stillborn babe that comes forth from its mother's womb with its flesh half-consumed. So Moses 
uh, Aaron rather sees Miriam, his wife, and he sees what the Lord has inflicted on her for her sinfulness. Uh, and what does Aaron do? He turns to the very one he criticized, to the one he complained against, and really against God. And so he goes to Moses and he says, please do not charge us with the sin we have foolishly committed. Now, we could see that Moses might say, too bad. You insulted me, you complained against me, and ultimately against God. Well, this is what you get. You get what you deserve. Too bad. The wages of sin, here they are. Uh, don't come to me now. You were complaining about me. And Moses could have turned and walked away. And Moses could have said, well, God gave him the leprosy, not me. They complained really against God. And so God gave them what they justly deserve. So why should I get involved in all this? Uh, after all, I'm not too pleased with him either. Could have done that. But the writer of Numbers tells us that Moses cried to the Lord, please not this, pray, heal her, heal her. And St. Ambrose once said, no one is ever healed by hurting another. It's a beautiful little sentence. It's a powerful thought. No one is ever healed by hurting another. We're not healed. The person is not healed. For we continue to suffer that wound because it still festers. That's, that's the problem with vengeance. Vengeance is something that consumes us. It's something that eats us, perhaps more so than the person whom we want to show our displeasure or get back at, as we say. Moses doesn't do any of that. He prays that she will be healed. It's a wonderful lesson for all of us. At times, we have spoken ill of, uh, perhaps very unjustly. It may have cost us a great deal. We may have lost friends. We may have even lost a job. Our reputation has been damaged. All real things, all real losses. And in our justice and in our right, we could demand punishment, if not here on this earth. O oh Lord, inflict your just punishment on these people, on this person. Moses, Moses doesn't do that. He invites us to love, heal, and forgive. And in that way, he himself is healed and set free to walk around 
with jealousy and envy and seeking a vengeance. It's like eating a big meal and the food just won't go down. I don't care how many Alka-Seltzer's you take. It just is, it just is clogged in our chest and in our throat. We walk around with it. We carry it. That's, that's the burden that comes with not forgiving. And it's hard not to forgive when you pray for somebody. It's hard not to be angry and resentful when you pray for that person. You ask the Lord to forgive them. Again, the Our Father. Forgive us our debts as we forgive others. There's a mutuality there. If I want to be forgiven, I have to forgive. Because I, then I can't accept forgiveness. I, ha I haven't shown it. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's like. Um, the ultimate expression of this, of course, is Jesus Christ on the cross. Injustice, we could all be condemned, every single one of us, every person that's ever lived. We all fall short of the glory of God. And what is God's vengeance? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. God's vengeance is Jesus Christ on the cross. God's vengeance, God's payback, is suffering, enduring love. Mercy upon mercy, grace upon grace, forgiveness upon forgiveness. The leprosy of sin is taken to the cross by Christ and made clean. Our guilt is washed away. And we can be as white as snow. This is, this is, uh, it's, it's difficult. It's hard. It's the cost of discipleship. But with God's grace, all things are possible. Maybe we uh, have just had recently an episode where someone has betrayed us or has shown flashes of jealousy and envy, even resentment. And we can fight fire with fire and pay back where all we have is a bigger fire, a bigger scar, a bigger problem. Or we can pray and turn it over to the Lord and be healed. For Moses not only prayed for the healing of Miriam, he was also himself being healed. Again, the words of St. Ambrose, no one is ever healed by hurting another. If we are carrying around a jealousy or a grudge or a resentment or even a hatred, it's a heavy burden to carry. But when we turn it over to the Lord in prayer, that burden is lifted. That weight is removed. And we walk in a peace that comes when we truly pray for healing healing for ourselves and for those who have hurt us as Jesus Christ took it to the cross to heal us into eternal life. God bless you.